Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Three is the hard way. Three is the hard way. Three is the hard way. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Jeff Bailey had pulled the wool over our eyes 
And uh, he, when push comes to shove, he did cheat um, to wrench the PCW title away from Jeter. Um, but I'll say this. Two matches it took to beat this man at Sacred Ground. Nobody has ever retained the title at Sacred Ground, and Jeter did that. And what, what everybody who saw is calling an absolute classic of a match. Somebody who knows a whole lot about wrestling said it felt like, you know, an 83 NWA title match because it was just two big guys having to kill each other to beat each other. Um, and I was, I was in the back watching the video, and, and Jeter hits the splash on Gunner, and I'm promising Gunner Miller is a big man. He's a big man. And Jeter just engulfs him on the splash and wins the title, and, and Gunner earned his respect, and that was ultimately what got Jeter, what got Jeter bit. He, uh, he, he offered, G, offered Gunner an opportunity at a rematch anytime he wanted it, and Gunner being a trooper said he wanted it right then. Jeter obliged, and the cornerstone reared their head, and through much chicanery, it took four men with ether rags, and it took Gunnar Miller with a baseball bat to get the title from him, but they did. So we'll deal with that in the future, but uh, I had had enough at that point. Um, this, all of this started with me and Stephen Platinum, and I'm not a wrestler, so I had attempted to stay out of that part of it and just do my part where I could to to help the situation, but I understood that there was I had to know what I had to do to get rid of him and what I had to do was was get in the ring and face him. It hurt. Oh man, it hurt. But in the end, um you throw a man through a flaming table, Woody, and that <laughs> seems to have a way of working things out between you. <laughs> 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 and, and he, but like this, let me say this: the fighter that he is, he got up from the wreckage. He looked me in the eye. He took off his jacket. He handed it to me, and he walked away. Um, and that took a lot. And wow. it's, it's, it's bittersweet to to have to to have to, you know, it's sort of it's every every boy grows up. And he gets to a point where he starts to look at his father and he says, you know what? Think I might can take him. Think I might can take him. And you yeah. hope you never have to try it. And that's how I felt Saturday night that I had to that I had to get in there and 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 try to kill a, a man who who put me in the spot that I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I got into the wrestling business. Um outside of PCW. But the only thing I ever wanted was to be in PCW. Um, I never was booked there to manage or do anything. Never never once was booked there. Um, but here I am. And, and I didn't know how to feel, Woody. Um, it, was, it was sad to watch him go because... It's, it's like uh, I told you the other day, it, it, that just seems uh, surreal, you know. Don't, don't it, seem... You know, like, like, wow. had, the jacket is hanging up in my kitchen next to all my, my autographed Alabama regalia and all my my uh, Daniel Moore prints from the championship seasons and all that stuff. The jacket hangs right there. I just keep staring at it like, what is this doing in my house? <laughs> you know. I, the first time I saw that jacket was in October of 2010. 
and Steve was wearing it, and uh, me and my daughter had gone to this little theater in this weird back room with a bunch of mirrors and some wild stuff going on. I was like, I don't know, man. This feels like the right place for me. Um, And to be sitting here now, the head of PCW unequivocally, it seems like something that's just made up. (laughs) Wow. I don't know how to how to express it, but um, that, you know, that's just a small part of it. Yeah, that's like you know people don't know. Uh, um, the green jacket is signature Stephen Platinum. I mean, you know that was pretty much you know his ring attire, and uh, yeah. he is he was known for the green jacket. You know. Everywhere you seen Sam yep. Platinum at a show, he had the green jacket, the jacket whether on. summer, winter, or fall. Did, I mean, it was it was ninety four degrees when we started the show. <laughs> He's still wearing <laughs> that dumb jacket, um, and it smells like fire and and burnt wood and hair and everything. But I dare not wash it because that's that's where I was. But I mean, it, our venue was just so perfect. It was so immaculate. I mean, I can't. I I know it's our thing, so obviously I'm going to gush about it. But I don't care whose thing this was. Just look at the pictures, and you can tell oh, that that was, was the. I think you know, what just, I've seen. I've seen online, and it just really just caught me, and I was like, and I, and I had to reply to it. I was just like, so I seen Jeter come out, so maybe I'm a star and singing, and I was like, holy shit, that. <laughs> That was good stuff, and, man. And I'm sure you guys, and we, we're going to don't don't think that I'm going to hog all this up because I'm I am just as excited to hear about your show because again, there's a lot of my buddies on that show that got to do things. Five can't wait to hear about talent. Um, when I saw that he was going to get in there with with the thing he was going to we'll get into that. I was just excited for him. So we're just going to sit here and love each other. Um, sorry, y'all. That's what's going to happen tonight. Well, let's stroke, We've each, earned stroke each other's egos today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I was, you know, I was, for for once, I didn't have to do commentary because Shane Mackey was there and Jonathan Malik has come so far as a commentator and Chuck Porterfield was in the house. So I didn't have those responsibilities. I just had to worry about, making things run and, and making sure things were, were the way they needed to be. And so, you know, I'd pop out every now and again and just kind of observe see what's going on. And I'm standing there on the stage and there's a full moon over what is essentially a parapet wow. of a castle that is beaming down on us. And we went to the – we went out Friday night just to kind of get the lay of the land and make sure everything was going. And Tim Savage, who owns our building, was, was handling the uh, – uh, the, the, Fortifications, as it were, for the for the new venue, and we go out. He he had seventy five chairs, and you know, for our normal crowd, that that that'd be about enough. You know, I said, Tim, I don't know, man. I just I feel like I feel like we're going to do all right on this one. We might want to get some more chairs. So he said, I'll double down. He he doubled down, and the chairs were there the next day. And then we get started, get things rolling, and uh. I look, look out the back door, and I see him bringing more chairs up from the building. There <laughs> you go. Slap out. <laughs> that's a, that's a good right. thing when, when you have to go to the back. Great. Of the, 
tell the boys get up. We need them chairs. <laughs> we gotta have them chairs, boys. And and it was, right. and it's not just me. It's not just the venue. It's sacred ground, and that's kind of what I told the guys in the beginning. It was like, boys, we already did the hard work. The hard work is is when you're building to the show. The hard yeah. work is when it's you know. When it's February and it's cold and the house is down and, you know, two guys didn't show up and another guy's got a bit of a nagging injury, and he, he, that, that's when the work is hard. Um, but on a day like this, it's we, we got no rain. It's not a cloud in the sky. Um, all the people are here. So this, is, this is our reward. Just go out in there and enjoy it. And I, can't, I can't express how proud I am of my boys because – Nobody missed a beat, and and Johnny Danger just gets mutilated. I mean, he's bleeding all over the place, and he never quit. And he pinned Carpenter, which nobody had done before. And and you look wow. out, and there's Iceberg, and there's Reverend Dan Wilson, and you know these are guys that are Jeff G. Bailey's there. These are legends around yep. here, and here they are at our show. And there's Logan Creed, who can't wait to get out the curtain and just. Do a suicide dive. Holy crap. Woody, he's seven foot tall. And we didn't have no padding because we don't have no padding. And the floor is brick. It's a brick floor. (laughs) And he comes diving out of there like a crazy maniac. And then they get him hooked up for the doomsday device and Brian Blaze gives him that. And I said, well, boys, well, here we are. We're off and running. There's no sense in checking <laughs> up now. Um, <laughs> we have the kind of show where Slim J and Shane Marks is not the main event. That's crazy. That's good. And you know, that match will probably be up online, so everybody needs to check that out. I mean, it's just, it's just masterful. <laughs> well, con- consider yourself blessed when you have an outdoor show and it don't rain. It seems like every time that we schedule an outdoor event, man, we're always fighting rain. And always right. able to, was able to pull it off, but it's raining until 15 minutes for bell time. Right before the show. I looked at the weather on... I want to say it was probably last weekend. I, I looked at like the 10 day, and there it was. Scattered thunderstorms, 40% chance of rain. So I look at the details, like, okay, well, when is it? Um, highest percentage of rain is going to be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, of course. So start, of course, right? So I start to get the little panic mode. I'm like, Let's, all right, we can... We can move inside to our building, which I don't want to do because I you know, promised the people we were going to be in this cool place, and I know everybody's excited. I said, we can get a tent. Um, I don't want to get a tent because i got to pay for a tent, but I want to have one in case. I'm uh-huh. getting ready to do all that, and I checked the weather on Tuesday, and the whole forecast just changed. Not a cloud in the sky. Dry as a bone. And we rolled on. I just... It's just one of them nights, Woody. Um, y'all had one too, so go on and get into it. Well, I just uh I'm gonna say set a little of the background of this if you don't mind. So you're gonna say we pretty much can started getting ready I mean, months ago of course. But as far as the actual physical labor we started Thursday. 
with you know move you know was uh setting out the flashing sign out at the road and loading up you know the cassette you know the concession stand you know we tripled down on everything as far as concessions and stuff yeah you know uh all the crew you know getting everything together going and getting chairs and extra chairs and stuff like that you know just let me pause you one second woody let me let me let me hold uh-huh. you up one second on that if you are listening to this show right now. Know this. This happens every time you go to a big show. Whoever you're going to see goes through this process, or they should if they want to be successful. So when you when you when you plunk it when you buy your ticket and, and you see the show and you enjoy it, I just want you to remember that somebody like me or Woody had to go through all this to make that show happen. Please please continue, sir. All right. Well, you know, and uh, we came to our regular building and and uh, loaded up extra tables. So we needed all the tables we had for for the meet and greet and stuff like that. You know, it was a lot, a lot of work. You know, we ended up Thursday working about eleven o'clock. You know, uh, and then Friday it begins with, uh, you know, Daryl had to run to the airport, pick up Vader, come back. You know, uh. You know stuff like that, and then uh, of course you know more more preparation, getting stuff together. Uh, then you got Friday, you know. Then you got Saturday morning. You got a we had to go to the airports and pick up Reyes and and Gun, and you know Daryl pretty much uh, he played liaison for the weekend, uh, uh, keeping those three you know going between hotels and. Uh, Everything. So you know, a lot, a lot of work there. And uh, me and my faithful crew was at the building at ten o'clock that morning. We started setting up. We set up uh, almost three hundred chairs on the floor and all the tables and the ring. And and we set up two concession stands instead of one. You know, just whole bunch, whole bunch of work. You know, setting up the uh, setting up the monitors and the cameras and uh, entrance way. It was just. It, it was a big, big fiasco, you know. Uh, so that being said and done, uh, had a little, little deal where we were going to have a uh, uh, seminar with Angelina Love and uh, and uh, David, David Richards. Well, well I'm not going to go into that, but that didn't work out. So. We talked to the folks taking the uh, seminar, and um, Ricky Reyes and said, said he would do it. So we ended up doing the Ricky Reyes seminar, which then not uh, even a shock. After talking to Ricky the last time we were on, I am not surprised one bit that he well, stepped he did, up in today. Great seminar, you know. He's a very personable guy, very knowledgeable, uh, you know. So you know, had some folks when did the seminar got that done with and uh went into the meet and greet. Well, uh it worked out pretty good. Uh the guys got there right about the time the doors opened and uh they just kept piling in and piling in for the meet and greet. I didn't expect, you know, fifty or sixty people come from the meet and greet, you know, because a lot of times people come to the show. But we had people coming in and out all day for the meet and greet. I was really surprised and uh they were really lined up for gun and steamboat. And so uh 
I actually sat with Reyes and and did you know did his money and pictures with him that day and uh, had had some good talks with him and me and him think a lot of light when it comes to wrestling. So uh, we we had a very good conversation. But uh, Steamboat was uh, you know doing the, the meet and greet. Very very nice guy. He actually came in at the end of the seminar and sat down to talk with the people that took the seminar, you know, give them advice. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so that's they like a little They got Ricky extra. Reyes and then got a bonus yeah. of Ricky Steamboat? Yeah, so Ricky, come you know, on, man. there talking to him about, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, come on, Ricky, you got to get to your table. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know. and he just, but you're not, you're not going to go around and tell Ricky or Steamboat, hey, you're going to do this, you know. Uh, yeah. But, you know. And you're not going to take that from guys. your guys for sure. No, 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 not any, not anybody that took the time to come to better themselves, you know, and you get a chance to sit with Ricky's team boat as a bonus, yeah, you got to go for it. But, you know, he was real personable, real class act, easy to work with. I'm trying to roll him through this. Sorry about this. Trying to give you the, uh-huh. the cliff notes version. Hey, you take your time because I want to hear uh-huh. every bit of it. <laughs> and Billy, Gunn, Billy Gunn was a real professional, real easy to work with, uh, did a lot of work, uh, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of pictures, a lot of signing. He was real personable, uh, real good with the kids. I was surprised how good he was with the kids. And uh, so as the show starts, we do two pre-show matches. Uh, at, we'll start them at 7.20, where uh, it started at 7, so, uh, about, not 7.20, about 20 minutes till 7, I'm sorry. And do our two pre-show matches, get done about 8.05, do our intro, start with the main show, which which consists of uh, uh, eight more matches. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna, I'll get through some of the matches, and I'll, I'll talk about some of the, the highlight matches. Uh, uh, Crazy Steve and Torque had a really good match. Uh, uh, Crazy, Crazy Steve is uh, he's a very... Very nice guy, uh, very easy to deal with, very knowledgeable, uh, very helpful. Uh, him and Torque had a very good match. Uh, told, told a good story, very, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of psychology too. It was a good, good match. Uh, you know, it, it was very good. Uh, end up with help of Logan Chase. Uh, uh, Torque wins the match with Crazy Steve. Of course, you know, at the end, really? Crazy Steve. Gets, yeah, Crazy Steve gets his. Uh, Gets his revenge and gets them both back, but uh, it was a good match. But that's still uh, a win in the win column for Torque over Crazy right. Steve. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Did a little segment where Steamboat came out and he was uh, talking to the fans and thanking them and this and that. Well, guess what? The man in the pink sequin jacket has to come out and run his calls. So he was. Uh, Get, uh, Logan Chase was giving Steamboat down the road, so uh, he ended up. Steamboat turned his back on him and uh, not so, finish racket. Yeah, well, no, he just kind of whipped him around on the shoulder, and then Steamboat gives him one of his patented big chops. Big chops, big clothesline. People go crazy. You know, it was it was it was good. It was good. People loved it. You know, he was. Like I say again, he was he was great to work with. Uh, you know, the the ladies match was good. It had uh, uh you know, had uh Tiffany Rocks and Rebel taking on uh 
Priscilla Kelly and Jessica Lee. That was it was a pretty good match. Uh back and forth. Uh, uh these ladies, all those ladies are very, very talented, so uh, but at the end, uh uh Tiffany Rocks Priscilla Kelly gets the win. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, then jump to the big six man. Uh Vader and the Georgia Heat taking on Big Wheel and uh Jason Collins, I mean, Brandon Collins, sorry about that, Brandon Collins and, uh, and, uh, Ray Fury. So it was, uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, you know, it wasn't no barn burner by any means, you know, I mean, Vader's not a, you know, a young man anymore, but he come in there and. But they're in there with Vader. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in there with Vader and, uh, you know, Vader and the Georgia, he gets win. uh, Big Will been tormenting uh, Vader, calling him old man and flexing his muscles, showing him he was a, he was a real wrestler and this and that. And yeah, well, he was picking his teeth up after after the match was over. Uh, Vader showed him who the real man was. <laughs> but uh, the guy I'm really proud of is Talon Williams. He uh, he's probably a head shorter than Billy Gunn. I I never yeah. realized how big Billy Gunn really was. When everybody's really big, big on the roster, that that kind of gets lost. That how big yeah. those guys are. When you know when the when the big show is on the roster, you kind of just like, oh, okay, this is just average size guys. And then you see them in an airport or or mm-hmm. um, in a Walmart, and you're like, wait a minute, that's a that's a very large human being right there. He's he's uh he's big, he's sick, but uh, him and Town had a great match. Uh, it, it it went about 15 minutes. Uh, just uh, Talon did a really good job. He uh, it, it was it was about a 50-50 match. Uh, you know, like I said, it went about 12-15 minutes. Uh, was just I'm, I'm very proud of Talon. You know, uh, I can't yeah. say how much, but you know, Talon hit him with some big moves, and and man, he got him at a, about a two and a seven eight there one time. So yeah. I had him. So I thought he had him, but uh, he didn't. And uh, after it was all said and done, Billy Gunn talked to the to the crowd and thanked them and and stuff. And of course, he had to tell let everybody know to suck it. Of course, uh, of course, he had, he, he had to buck the system on me and Daryl. Of course. Did you not get yeah, him the, the locker room speech? <laughs> oh, I give him. He, he he took all the heat off us. He let everybody know that he was going to do it anyway. <laughs> but it, it got over and went good, uh, you know. And and I may be missing stuff too, and forgetting stuff. So, but you know that that's the highlight of a lot of stuff. Uh, well, we had uh, the guys from uh, Mark Out Loud doing. Uh, DVDs, you know, doing voiceover for DVDs. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to podcasts or not. They're pretty nice guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, it, it, it was a good show. And, of course, the work wasn't done there for that. So, we, you know, we're tearing down the chairs, you know, green chairs, entranceway, cleaning up. You know, we didn't get out of there until probably about 1230. So, next uh you know, me and Daryl get home, get in bed, sleep for about an hour and a half. They're saying, you know, we're up running guys at the airport the next day. The airport. So, 
Yeah, it was a it was a big hustle. I've actually we just finished today, you know, with finishing everything. You know, like we had to take the the food warmers back and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty much a five day process that uh, the the people don't really know what goes into no. stuff like that. You know, and, not at all. And, and we know, had not, two very different philosophies on this big show. Um, you guys put your guys in there with name talent, uh, and it worked. And a couple of your guys got to get big wins over name talent. And we were just the opposite. We didn't bring in anybody. Um, we were lucky enough to get the hooligans to come in, and the hooligans oh, are absolutely dynamite. I mean, just a dynamite tag team. But, you know, yeah, they're, they're not on TV. You know, you – you kind of got to be in the know a little bit. Um, they're, they're, they trained, you know, here in the Georgia area, but they're they're not here a lot. Um, they're a good deal, but you know they're not mainstays here. But they were the only, you know, they were the only people on the show, and then a couple of guys that came with them, only people that were on the on sacred ground that hadn't worked for us during the year. And that was a big yeah, accomplishment for me, especially. I just wanted my guys to to understand that. Yes, they're the show. You know, was, and, you know, and y'all had a lot of big stuff built up. You know, right? Y'all, y'all were good about building for a whole year for Sacred Ground, not just we are. a couple months. I, but, yeah, I found the booking sheet um, that I had made. What I thought Sacred Ground would be, probably during the spring. Just. Kind of getting getting everything in order, like probably around maybe somewhere before the Fourth of July, certainly. Um, uh-huh. Maybe you know, probably somewhere around April. I found it today. That's pretty doggone close. I was pretty crazy? close to to getting it, and and but that's two different philosophies. Um, and that just I say that to say that there's there's more than one right way to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, but. But it's going to take all that work. The work, our workloads were the same, um, no matter what we did, because uh, we had to get our venue ready. You had to get your venue ready. Um, you had to get people back and forth to the airport. I had to wrangle in people and get them all in the right place. Um, we had, you know, we we just it was everything was different. We had a bigger crowd than we're used to getting. We had a lot of brand new faces, so we had to constantly make sure to be letting them know when we run regularly and, oh, and yeah. you know, taking an extra minute to shake a hand or two and like, yeah, we keep we, we do this. We do this all the time. This isn't new. Um and man, we, we and I tell you, I, we'll get into this. Um and I'll let you get in on it too, but you know, and thinking back like what could I have done differently? The show went too long. <laughs> It's just it was too long. Uh, I know that you know in Goodman's review, um, he mentioned us starting late. That was by design. Uh, we, had, we as we were at the building Friday night. Um, it was about eight o'clock when we when we walked in, and and the sun was just starting to set, and the lights were coming on. I was like, this is the time here. This is yeah. this is what we want. So we'll just we'll hold up, um, and I let the people know like, hey, we're getting everything in order, you're going to get in, make sure your pre-sales get all in, and, you know, send some of the guys out to chit-chat and, and, and uh, rub shoulders a little bit to make 
make the people not feel like they're waiting on anything, but we can't rush this. <clears throat> and Alabama had lost an onside kick at about 7.30, so <laughs> I had to deal with that. <laughs> you had to get, had give to, yourself. I had to deal with that. Um, so, But still, the show was a little longer than I would have liked it to have been. Not not that it, I don't think the people felt it. I hope they didn't. Um, I always want to be conscious that people got stuff to do. Um, mm-hmm. They made their decision to come out and spend the night with you. You don't need to take advantage of them. Um, and they certainly got their money's worth. Um, but I would I would like to have trimmed about 30 minutes out of it. If we did a canvas change in the middle of it, which took some time. We had a board pop out, which mm-hmm. took some time. So little things like that start to add up. You know, I don't think any of the matches were <clears throat> were too long. I think everybody did the thing. We ended up honestly having two extra matches that we weren't prepared for, as Gunner uh, and Jeter went twice, and then I was set up and had to fight Steve. So, you know, those are things we weren't ready for. So you take those out, and we're about on schedule. Um, you had a pre-show and had about eight more matches, had ten matches in all. We were only scheduled for six, so I mean, again, just little differences in our approaches, but they all worked out for the good. What's some of the lessons you learned, and something you might do a little differently next time? Okay, well, I, you know, speaking of something, I, I, I totally left this out, and uh, it was horrific at the time that it was happening, but now it's like you know, water in the bridge. I, I do want to let you know about something on that. Uh, it was this show was the show that gremlins couldn't kill. We were they were gremlins all in the building that night. Uh, uh, early early in the card, we had a board pop out. All right, so we took five minutes, five or six yeah, in between matches. A couple matches went by. Of course, Cletus and. Cyrus is in there, and them two guys oh, goodness. had to come. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, uh, so they do a big superplex from the top rope. A board pops up, you know, and slides all the way over. So uh, they finish the match. Cyrus is going up top to do his big Vader bomb. Snap, strips the whole bottom turnbuckle out. Are you so kidding me? No, no, so. We're like, oh, no, what do we do? So uh, having the great crew that we got and everything, everybody, you know, we had an extra turnbuckle uh, on the cross cable, so we ended up taking one off it, putting it, uh, using the body on the on the eyelets and hooklets that stripped out. We got the ropes fixed. I uh, got the boards back in, you know. It was uh, it was crazy, you know. That, that took a good probably 10 minutes, I'm going to say. Ten, it seemed like an hour, but it was honestly yeah. about 10 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> hashtag go on. A couple more matches go by. All of a sudden, the music's playing. Uh, the music's playing. Uh, and Crazy Steve and Tork come out. All of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off. Oh, my goodness. Cool. So the fire alarm goes off, you know, we're trying to figure out, uh, you know, the police is running around trying to figure out what's going on. We got the uh, the guy over the gym running around. Uh, so they went ahead and started wrestling. They finally got the, uh, got the uh, 
fire alarm off about halfway through the match. And uh, taking it back, it wasn't crazy to see. It was Georgia Heat and Vader's match. And by the Vader match. got hot in there. Remember, the fire alarm off. Yeah, that's that's what they said. It was so hot. Georgia Heat made it so hot they took the fire alarm off. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a show that Gremlins uh, took and killed, man. We just we were like uh, like the Panthers. We just kept pounding and we made this thing happen. Uh, we have popped as, the board all year. We popped the board all year. Have not. And I will be darned if middle of the big show this thing don't pop. Luckily for us, though, um, we have a good crew that Tim keeps right on ready, and they were ready to get to it, and we were. We were honoring Jimmy Oxendine that night. Uh-huh, I've seen that. <laughs> in the back, got his fine, got his Sunday's finest on, and <laughs> here I come running in the back. Ox, get out there. I got a board loose. You need to supervise. Sure enough, he cut down the time on that considerable. Um, so yeah, but yeah, go ahead. You were saying, uh, yeah, as far as you know, as far as do's and don'ts, I don't believe uh, we'd probably book as many matches. I mean, with the pre-show from from the pre-show to the main event, into the main event, we probably went about three hours and thirty minutes. I, I would like to shave. <laughs> I, I would like to shave. You know, about about thirty minutes off of that. You know. Yep. For a big show, yeah. three hours is perfect, you know. Yeah. Uh, usually we'll have to keep our shows right around the two hours, two hour and 15-minute mark. Yep. Uh, we'll yep. probably, probably have a few, few less matches, but, you know, we got guys that... Uh, you want to get everybody on the card. You know, you, you want to get all your guys who have been, like yeah. we said, who have been there for you during the lean times and when uh-huh. there wasn't this buzz in the building, when it was when it was tough sledding, you want to make sure those guys are, are on and involved. And on a show like that, you probably got two or three you didn't plan on having. It just happened to be in that area. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, we actually stuck to the card on, on this one. We didn't add any. Uh, Lord knows we didn't have room to add any more after, you know, two two pre-show matches. Uh, we actually had nine. He was just going to have one uh, pre-show match. And, uh, you know, Chip Hazard's wife, uh, uh, Jessica Wetmore's, about ready to have a baby any day, but we kind of had him on on float, you know. If she had if she hadn't had the baby, we was gonna throw him on. So, you know, we didn't advertise him because we wasn't sure if he was gonna be able you to don't be know, there. Or yeah, not. I was. Well, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah, as of today, I talked to Chip. She still hasn't had it, but they're going back to Doctor Thursday. It's maybe going Broadway. Not yeah. a shot. <laughs> He's going to call his own finish for sure, I guarantee you. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, I, I'd like to save a little time. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, I can't think of a lot that we would have done much different, you know, besides, no. you know, for, for what it was. You know, we, we, we wanted to have more of a fan-fast type feel anyway, you know. Yep. That was, that was uh, the whole deal of... Uh, bringing in steamboat and gun and stuff, it was to kind of have that, you know, invader. You know, you got two WWE Hall of Famers in the building at the same time. You know, uh, that that was the feel we were going for. That it was something big, so not something, yeah. not something ordinary. You know, that's 
uh, for sure. You know, and of course, you know we've uh, in, like like your theory on 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 the uh, uh, pounding away at it. You know, we've been uh, doing a lot of the uh, a lot of a lot of the hot angles, and, and we're you know actually killed off a few in, in the process. So to say your, your big angle, you blew mm-hmm. off. Yeah, and it's uh well, kind of, you know, it's uh more to be said to that. Now I'll just Not let it be. Done. All right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, we've been lucky with that. You know, we've got fifty or sixty people's been following us all up and down Highway Five Fifteen with that one. So, uh, and and plus some other, you know, little shorter deals. But uh, uh, you know, I can't think of nothing that would really do any different. You know. Because it, it, everything went smooth as far as, except for the ring giving us hell all night. And some, but, you know, uh, even something like that, though, um, thing. even the ring breaking, if it's Cyrus that breaks it, that almost enhances it a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's, like you said, him and Cletus are two big men in that ring, and, and you see the ring blow out like that, that that lets the people know, man, we ain't in here messing around. This is well, this I know is uh, we, 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 it was kind of like maybe we jinxed yourself because Daryl, he'd actually ordered a brand-new set of 5 eighths turnbuckles that we were going to try to get on there in time, but they didn't make it in time. So uh, mm-hmm. we knew one up was kind of going bad, but we kept saying, oh, let's, one, we'll, we'll get another one. You know, one more show, man. One more, one, one more, more one more. <laughs> oh, we ordered them, and we're going to get them on, and it, they didn't make it in time. You know how it is with shipping stuff nowadays. But, yep. uh, man, uh, they're all really busted their tail on this on this whole deal, and all the guys and girls busted their tails. I can't. Well, yeah, I was, that's the next thing I wanted to ask you. Was like you talk, I know Daryl worked. We talked about how much you worked. Who's somebody else on your crew? that just on that day you couldn't have lived without them? Well, I'm going to tell you what. I asked uh, the show before I looked at everybody, and I said, please, if we could have everybody at 11 o'clock, you know, we might not need you all, but just in case, you know, just in case. So this this was a new experience. I mean, I ran shows in the name or two, you know, but it was a learning experience, and, and it's something at this level, dealing with this many names and stuff, so. Uh, I said, you know, please be there at 11. You know, I had guys showing up at 10 o'clock, you know, yeah. ready to go and whatever you need. And uh, just, you know, of course, you know, I got Cletus and Shaggy and uh, uh, Torque and, uh, you know, all, all of Cletus' family, you know. Um, I, I'm not going to cover her back because I know Chip and Tal. Right. And you know the back the backbone of, of GPW was there, you know, and uh, yep. then Daryl's you know Daryl's family, his wife and son was there. And, his son uh, did a bang up job on that commercial there. already. Yeah, dude, it was just like you know it, it was just everybody, you know, Tiffany Rocks and Johnny Rock came, and I mean Ray Ray and uh, referee Charlie Toss, and just I mean we had a, a hammering crew and. Uh, like I said, Daryl was playing, playing liaison, and I was pretty much shouting out orders. Hey, do this, do this, do this. You know, and, and uh, ladies were handling concessions and the gimmicks and stuff. And uh, it just, it, it all just flowed. We were, 
you know, and I got everybody there at 11, and we had everything set up in two hours. It was, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, unbelievable how well everything was set up. But, you know, yeah. that way we, we, we had mad, you know, mad rush. Yeah. Right. You know, Tim and his guys, Andrew and Charlie and, and all of those guys, you know, wrestling, is they're not wrestling guys. You know, yeah. You, it's it's different, and you know our guys. You know you you been around this long enough. You paid your dues. You've towed the ring. You put it together. You know all that stuff. But our guys, they know how to do it, but it's not their nature. Um, yeah. And man, they there was nothing that I could ask for that they didn't do. I said, hey, would really like to set this up this way. Could you drape this off and drape this off and cover this? Yeah. And, String me some lights here and string me some lights there. And could you get me this? Could you get me this? Could you do this? Could you do this? And this is all the day of. Bang, 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 bang. Didn't need yeah. a beat. And um, as far as my crew, the Washington Bullets were on time. So, wow. <laughs> you, you understand what that means. <laughs> yes. Wow. You Miracle. understand what that means. Miracle. But I'm well. here to tell you right now, the show would not have gone off the way it would have. I couldn't have gotten it done the way I did without Brian Blaze. He is, wow. without me noticing, Brian has become my right hand. Um, if I've got to go handle 10 things and I can't get to number 11, I don't have to ask him to go handle number 11. He's already taken care of it. And, That's good um, to have to make count on like that. And I don't, right, he was, I dropped, we left the building. Um, I probably dropped him off at his house Friday night at midnight or one, and um, he said, what time are we leaving tomorrow? I said, I'll be here at 1030. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll be right there, and was right there with me to pick up the sound system and to pick this up and to pick that up and to make sure that the, the monitor got ran and to handle all this. Well, all right, Brian, i got to go hook up this music. Can you work on this TV? Got it, man. Can you get this table moved over here? Can you do all that? Can you do all that? And can you wrestle in what I think was probably pound for pound the best match on the card? Can you also do wow. that for me, Brian? <laughs> can you go wrestle Logan Creed and Trevor Aon for me, Brian? <laughs> and as we're getting closer to showtime, you know, I need to go talk to this person to make sure they know when they're on and talk to this person to make sure they know when they're on. Every 15, 20 minutes, Brian Blaze would just walk around the ring and say, Hankins, 3124. Hankins. <laughs> 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 didn't, didn't have to ask. Just had to check my phone. Brian would keep me keep me abreast. So I could not, cannot, on a regular basis do what I do, but certainly could not. Uh, Sacred Ground Chapter 7 would not have gone as smoothly and as well as it did without Brian Blaze helping me the way that he has. And, man, especially for it to be him. Um, I've been around PCW a long time and am buddies with a lot of those guys. Brian was not. We weren't. We didn't. We didn't jo uh, joke around and hang out. We were cordial, but we just weren't. Um, yeah. And if anybody has the right to be sour and bitter and angry, it's Brian Blaze. If Brian Blaze, <laughs> I'm just going to tell y'all. I don't know if everybody knows the story, but I'm going to tell the story. April. A couple years ago, Brian Blaze took home one of the wrestlers. As he's leaving the her apartment complex, he's stopped by the police. 
because somebody in the apartment complex has been robbed. And call it what you want to call it. I won't get into that. But they take Brian to jail. Brian has not a speeding ticket. Um, Brian has no evidence. Yeah. Never. Never. Brian says yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and washes his hands before he eats. We all knew that Brian Blaze didn't do it. And, you know, while he's in there, we would all make sure to go down and just, you know, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, all right, I'm going in here to see Brian. I don't know what his shape's going to be like and, you know, how everything would be. And we'd sit down, and we would just talk wrestling for as long as they'd let me back there. And came his time for his trial, and it was 15, 20 of the roster as character witnesses. Wow. And justice was served. They let him go. And he has not said a bitter word about it. Not one time has he said, woe is me. Six months of his life taken away, and he's not angry or bitter or complaining about it. He just took it in stride and came out, and we've been (laughs) right next to each other ever since. And Sacred Ground 5, he wasn't there. He was not there because he was locked away for not doing anything. And... He comes out at Sacred Ground Chapter 6, and um, we had a big thing planned. And as luck would have it, somebody didn't show. Wow. So we gotta we got to pivot around. we got to move. we gotta, we got to re, reconfigure. And I say, Brian, I know you was prepared to do this. I need you to go do this. Can you please go do it? And he goes out, and he has at that time, the best, there was a triple threat there again. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about him that he understands how to make that work. Because that's not an easy thing to do. It is a very difficult match to get through. Um, Especially to do it well. And he knocked it out of the park, so I said, well, guess what, man? That's your thing now. (laughs) That's your thing. And he... Yes, <laughs> busted his hump to get the show up and running, and I never, I never had to tell him anything. Didn't have to say a word to him all day, other than your own in spot number three. That's all I had to tell him. And I would, I can't express to you how good that match was. I mean, like you know, a match is good when you, when you. There's two ways you can know. You know, you can hear the crowd react to it, but even better. Is when the locker room explodes. <laughs> um, I was in the back, and we were talking about this or that and trying to get something. I just hear this rock. Ah! And I look up, and there's Logan Creed tumbling off Trevor Aon's shoulders because they've given the doomsday device. And so now everybody's glued to the match, like, what is going to happen now? And they get through the rest of it, and Brian snatches up Trevor for a pump handle. Now, that's a staple of Brian's, of Brian's moveset. He'll do this pump handle and then drop an elbow. So, like, okay, this, that's what he's about to do. He gets him up at the pump handle, snatches him up, and in one motion, Rikishi Driver. Bang! <laughs> and the locker room is just shocked. Like, what is happening? And you know it's a problem when everybody who's left on the card says, 
Man, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I got to follow this. <laughs> I got to go follow this. <laughs> I got the same complaints from certain people who had to follow Marx and Slim J, too. <laughs> but now yeah. we press the reset button, Woody, and we got to move forward. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, something new. We're uh, we're approaching our GPW uh, one-year anniversary on that November can't be right. Yeah, it just seems like the other day, but it's uh, been almost a year. Seems like a minute, but uh, we're going to have I a... remember somebody coming to bother me during the Iron Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need you to come talk. You know what I'm doing. I know why you want me in there, because you don't want me enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we... Uh... We're gonna we got a big announcement. We're gonna be uh we'll release it Sunday. Uh we're actually gonna make uh, an announcement at our big at our show this weekend in Hiawassee, Georgia. Uh, but we're gonna announce we got a big star signed for it and gonna make the announcement on it. Uh, plus we're using a lot of the guys that were on the original show we did, the first show we did, we tried to get some, most of them booked, but some of them were already, you know, committed. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for that. And, uh, got, got a lot of good stuff coming on. Lord mighty, we've got, said I was going to slow down a little bit. In October alone, we have eight shows booked and one birthday party. We have, So we have nine events. You're crazy. In the month of October. Well, how's that for slowing down? You're crazy. You know, and you know, uh, one time uh, Larry Goodman called us the King of the Road shows. You know, uh, for once, Larry Goodman was damn hit the hit right the damn nail right on the head, buddy. Put the clown uh, on, man. Did y'all work? Holy it? crap, man! I was like nine nine event shows, whatever you want to call them, in October. I'm like, you know that. That's how, but you know that's that's the thing though, Woody, um, because it was a bold move to disconnect yourself from your brand of DSCW, which I know some of those may be, may be yeah. those shows too. Yeah, but to split out and do a completely new thing, it takes that kind of work. That's why PCW is still around today, because when those guys were getting started. They ran Tuesday and Friday every week and then mixed in a Thursday once a month Thursday. for yeah. the masquerade. And yep. that kind of work ethic, you establish that early. Then if you need to pull back, you're fine because you've you've made you've made your stamp. And the people aren't gonna forget you, um, just by you sliding out and, and pulling back a little bit. It takes that kind of work to get a thing off the ground and that's that's something that I didn't have to deal with, <laughs> luckily. You know, I, I inherited a, a brand name that was a previous yeah. promotion of the year, you know, a previous booker of the year, uh, wrestler uh, of the year had come out of there. So it takes that kind of work. Man, that's a, and that is the point I want to get over to everybody listening tonight. It ain't easy, boys. So when you get your tax returns this year, if you're thinking about jumping in, call me and Woody. Oh, yeah, you're going to do it the right way. 
Yeah, we're going to do it the right way. You can call Rick Michaels. You can call Charles. You don't have to just call us. But find somebody who knows what it takes. Call Shane Knowles. So Let him tell you what kind of work call it is. Call Shane Knowles, and he will get you right. And, you know, mm-hmm. after after our shows, I wanted to come home and just lay in the bed and think about, oh, man, look how great we were. But that ain't what I was thinking about, Woody. What's next? It was, what's next? <laughs> what yeah. do we do next? What do we do after the show? I, I, I have, I'll lay there. I, I'm, I'm so physically tired. I'll lay there. It'll be 4.35 o'clock in the morning going, damn, I got to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. Then I'll call Daryl the next day. How many hours sleep you get? Oh, I got two. I couldn't sleep. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, what's next? What's next? It's, uh, you have to tell yourself, being, stop being, thinking about wrestling. Being, being, being in the wrestling business is, is not a job. It's, it is a job, but it's a lifestyle. Uh, man. A lot of people don't realize that being in the business is a lifestyle, you know. I mean, look at all the work that Steve did to to get platinum on the map, you know. Uh, I the, can't even fathom it. The, the, the moving from place to place to to get that solid menu, to nail it down to stay, to, you know, uh, to, yep. to get that following, you know, that it, that just you just don't. You just don't throw a ring up and they just come. No, they just no, they, they don't. work. And it doesn't you know, matter how it, good you are in that ring, mm-hmm. they still might not come. That's right. It still, if you don't, you know, it still don't matter. If you don't love this lifestyle, just, you know, get out. You know, uh, the burden to you, just go ahead and get out because uh, this ain't. It don't get better. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's you gotta really care for it. You know, you gotta you gotta love this shit. It never gets better, but I don't guess I want it to because then I'd be bored. Um, and and you know that, and we just we talked for an hour tonight about both of our shows, um, and we didn't scratch the surface on all that we did. We didn't oh, talk yeah. about what you do when somebody doesn't show up, and and the panic that happens and the decisions that you have to make in two minutes. You you spent six months planning something out. And the day of, it breaks. Yep. And you got to go fix it. <laughs> and you don't have time to say, "All right, just hold up, everybody. Let's just let's just wait a minute. Let me sit here and think for a minute." You know. I mean, and you and you told these people that fight bought tickets. You told these people this is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And then some jabroni throws a damn wrench in the cop. You know. Because, yep. Um, because you know his girlfriend wouldn't let him go, or or whatnot. You know, yes. Or, or he's, he's, done, with that, you he's know. done with wrestling today. Today is the yes. day he quits. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like or what was being done with me, you know, or whatnot. Yep. It's just, you know, it's, or, he, uh, or he wakes up and he's sick as a damn dog and he just cannot hunt. That's <laughs> right. Just, you know, Can't go. Well, Pneumonia is one. <laughs> you don't know the they don't know the adjustments that have to be made a lot of times. You know, and that's what I used to tell Daryl all the time. He'd print everything out and I'd say, Daryl, why are you doing this? He goes, I said, dude, it's going, you're going to have to change it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to change it. Well, really? Yeah. Well, you know, 
Uh, you start to decide well, they confirm. Or you can't change it. <laughs> my most important tool on show day is my marker board eraser. Oh, yes. If I have a day where I just write the show up twice, it's a successful day. <laughs> right. It that's, really that's is. That's another show, though. That's another show. We have to touch base on that sometime. <laughs> Well, we did it, man. We loved each other for an hour. When's y'all's next one? Oh, we got one this Saturday in Hiawassee, Georgia. We got Buff the Stuff Bagwell showing up. So so he can see, tell everybody he's the stuff and they can't get enough. We'll be at the old recreation department there on 900. uh, I forgot the name address now because I'm a moron. But it's right up 515, 900 there in Hiawassee. And uh, that's all we got. We just got one this weekend. That's all. And then uh, what you on the thirtieth next week, right? Yes, sir. We got a bunch of y'all guys. I believe. We're excited about I believe that. them old boys. I We're, believe uh, that old right. Alex Doothware and D. Witt Dawson and Shane Marsh might just be in the bill. We're looking looking forward to doing some more stuff with y'all. You know, uh, like I get with y'all and pitch when you're not going and. Try to get a bunch of y'all guys come up. Y'all, y'all got a really talented locker room and a uh, bunch of easy guys to work with. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this being easy to work with goes a long way. Goes a doggone long way. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> we are not watch. touching a wrestling ring. I'm going to watch football for a while. And then uh, October 15th, we're going to come back. And like you, Woody, we got – a pretty big announcement that, that might get made. Um, oh, there has been a, a long-standing sort of Stephen Platinum rule that has been in place, and uh, I need to make my mark, I reckon, and I think I'm going to do that on October 15th in Portico, Georgia. So that's the teaser. I'm Matt Hankins. That is my friend, Big Wood. And I'm going to thank y'all. I told y'all, y'all had to come out. I told you you had to be there. And y'all did it. Y'all did it. Between Moody and me, we got 700 of you. See, y'all did all right. We're going to double up next time, but we're going to give y'all a year to think about it. (laughs) We're going to give y'all a year to think about it. Woody, my friends, we did it again, man. We will see y'all in a couple weeks. You can hear Larry Goodman and Stephen Platinum talk about this on the tipping point next week. Thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.